Hey, you guys, welcome to a new episode of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astra Ferguson. Welcome to episode 41. Dun, 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 dun. I know this is like, I want to say the second to last episode might be another episode after this and then Astrid is gone until 2020 so this is the time where you can binge watch and catch up with all the previous episodes if you haven't heard them yet and get ready for 2020 it's around the door I hope you guys have been getting a lot of your holiday shopping if you celebrate this holiday that if you are doing that that you remember to pick up something for yourself because i know asher is to blame for that i do one for you two for me type thing you know you know (laughs) no but honestly always add yourself to that list it is so important and if you don't want to get anything where you just kind of like in the holiday blues and want to do something for yourself Come on over to AstraFerguson.com and join the 20 Days of Giving to Yourself Challenge or party, I should say, because this is all about you. It is all about you. So sign up and you will get emails from me every other day because I do the odd numbers on different tasks, affirmations and exercises that you can do for yourself. No, not exercises as in working out, but exercises as in mind shifting exercises. And then head on over to shewillspeak.com and you will receive the even days from her. So yes, this was a collaboration between me and my good friend and you will receive different things to do each day for 20 days. Yes, I know that sounds grand. Outside of that, now that we are done with the announcements, I have a special lined up interview with Anna. We're just going to leave it at Anna (laughs) because that's what she sent me. But Anna is a tech nerd by trade and a book reviewer, blogger in between. She is the creator of Never Without a Book and founder of Diverse Classics Book Club. If you are following her on Instagram or Bookstagram, then you know she is absolutely true to her handle and loves reading. The representation is huge for her, so she aims to highlight underrepresented voices in literature and, of course, Just like her IG handle, she never leaves home without a book. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview and let's get to know the wonderful Anna. You're listening to, I mean, can we discuss? And I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. We will be discussing different issues that can be debated, articulated, chopped up, any kind of way. There's no real set way to this. It could be culturally, it could be socially, it could just be how we're feeling today. So you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think.
new episode of I Mean Can We Discuss and I am your host Asher Ferguson and today I have the pleasure of interviewing the awesome books the grammar never without a book Anna how are you I'm well how are you I'm good I'm good so tell you tell me about you the the woman behind never without a book well, I uh, have been on Bookstagram for two years now, and okay. when I joined on Bookstagram, I didn't even know it was Bookstagram. It was just a moment in life where I just miss reading a lot, so I decided, you know what, I already have an Instagram page. I'm just going to start posting my books instead of, like, you know, other life stuff, because my life wasn't all that, and... <laughs> Like seven months later, I realized, oh, shoot, there's like a whole community. Okay, so that's that's how it started. Okay. It's funny how we say that. My life isn't all that. Yeah, because I, I was going through a lot. Like I was dealing with anxiety and depression and like I just switched jobs and I was going to school full time. So I had a lot going on, but I miss the things that I love doing, which was reading. So, yeah. Okay. So what's like a fun fact about you? A fun fact about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that much fun. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Gosh, there's so many things about me. I know I don't share a lot of my own personal stuff um, on social media. I work in IT. I've been doing that for like 13 years now. Um, I collect teapots and cookie jars. If that's okay. a cool thing to do. <laughs> um, I love weekend DIYs. I just moved into a new apartment. So my old place was kind of small. Everything here is huge. So I am now just remaking all kinds of stuff. So it's been fun being able to do that again because I've been big in, on DIY stuff. Okay. Well, and where where can um, people t- uh, typically find you? Typically, I'm always on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm never underscore without a without a underscore book. Um, I do live on Twitter sometimes, but I, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm a troll there. I just follow everybody else and laugh at videos and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, you are in technology. Interesting, because uh-huh. you know that's a like a male dominated industry. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I started out just doing data entry in IT, and I literally taught myself how to be where I am now. I'm a system slash network administrator, mm-hmm. and it literally took me 13 years to get here. Look, I understand because my undergrad is in business information systems. Mm. I went to school for computer programming. That's how I started. Oh, wow. Um, got my first F and I was like, oh, well, this <laughs> <laughs> isn't exactly going to work out if I'm getting an right. F in my own major. Right. <laughs> so that's how I ended up getting my undergrad in business information systems. Oh, but wow, I never worked in IT. Oh, interesting. Yeah, never, never worked in IT. Found myself in pharma built all kinds of reports using Oracle and all that kind of stuff. But apparently I wasn't good enough for IT. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you were. (laughs) Hey, look, 
So what prompted you um, to start, like, well, you said it's been two years since you've been in the bookstagram world. So you told us that you started because you wanted to do something that you love. Mm-hmm. So now that you've been doing it for two years, um, what's been your experience? Um, it's the pressure of impressing people. Okay. Reading the books that everybody else is reading instead of reading what I want to read. Um, trying to get the publisher's attention posting Mm -hmm. pretty pictures, um, trying to make friends. Bookstagram isn't that easy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it it really depends on what you want out of it, though. Right, right. I think um, we tend to put too much pressure on ourselves to be like everybody else. Because once I, when I started Bookstagram, literally, I, I took my own personal account, totally different name. And I just started posting books. And then obviously when I found out it was, you know, a whole book community, I decided, let me change my name to match what I actually am doing on here. So that's how that started. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Cause like my thing was in the beginning is to interact with people mm-hmm. and then whatever everybody else was reading, that's what I had to read. And then when I, once I found out that, oh, you can get free books from publishers, all you got to do is write them. A le- I mean, I was pushing hard. Mm-hmm. I think my first year I got, I was blessed enough and I got two partnerships, one with Harper and one with Bloomsbury. Is that how you say it? Those two. And like, ever since then, it's literally, if I want a book, I write this long email requesting a book. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. Okay. That's interesting because, um, Ron, uh, Rod Kelly was on, Mm-hmm. and he just keep reaching out to him. It was just send him a DM. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically how he got his. So, wow. yeah, I mean, I started with the DMs, but I didn't get anywhere because I, you know, you can tell in your DMs if they read it or not. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, you're talking about Riverhead and they've got like 200,000 followers. Like they're going to see all of the DMs. Like mine would be the one that they would choose. Mm-hmm. So I just literally Googled you know, whatever publisher I'm looking for, found the email to request books. And that's how that started. Okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. good to know for anybody out there who wants to get free books. Mm-hmm. So what types of books do you typically try to focus on or enjoy reading? I know you said you get a lot of books that, you know, other people are reading, but do you enjoy them or? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest, my main focus is books on Black people and mm-hmm. people of color. That is my primary focus. Now, don't say that I don't read books by white authors. I do. This, they don't just they aren't the books that I, I'm attracted to right away. Those take a while. You know what I mean? So I research the books that I want to read. I look at um, different websites. I go to the publisher's um, page to see what's coming up. Oh, there's, you know, a debut. Let me read up about this author. And then, you know, I Google their name. Like, I I do in-depth research. Right now, I have a spreadsheet of all the books that are coming out in 2020 from Black authors and authors of color. Just huge list. And that's just me doing research over the past six months. Your your uh, systems administrator. <laughs> Um, stuff is kicking in yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah well spreadsheet go ahead spreadsheet 
so when you get these books do you do reviews on them like do they exist outside of instagram or just on instagram i um mostly post on instagram that's because that's where my biggest following is i do have a blog page and i post there on occasion i know i should do better but um and i also try to post on goodreads and amazon so if you want to follow my reviews that's where to go okay so do when you review your stuff do you give it like a star rating or you're like rod kelly Star rating is over with. It has changed. <laughs> it, it really, I mean, I agree with them. It does, it has changed, but I feel like, especially with Goodreads, it, re- it forces you to give a book a rate. Mm-hmm. So if I don't review the book, I'll at least star it. Okay. And to, how many books do you read? Like, how much do you read a day? <laughs> uh, I'm right now crazy. I am reading. I'm averaging like almost a book a day, maybe two. It just depends. Oh, okay. Would, yeah, you would think, oh, she doesn't have a life. I mean, I honestly do, but I am blessed in the position that I am at work that if I don't have any cases or any projects come across my table, I'm literally sitting there twiddling my thumbs. So I always have a book with me. And a That's good chunk great. of my reading is done at work. That's great. You guys do better than I do. <laughs> How many have you read? A day? I'm lucky if I get 15 minutes to sit down and read. I feel you. I, feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it really depends. Like, right mm-hmm. now, I set myself that I was going to read at least five or six books this month. Oh, good. Um, because with the holiday break and everything, um, I'll be home. So mm-hmm. I said I was going to do that. And so far, the book that I've, because some of the stuff that I've had to read is because I'm in the process of becoming a certified life coach. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So I've been reading a lot of stuff on, you know, energy, law of attraction, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. neuroscience, psychology. So there's one book I definitely have to get through every Mm -hmm. time I sit down, man. Something comes up, the baby, my husband, it's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Life just happens right when you need to read. (laughs) Right. So I've been slow rolling it this month. Last month I did good, but this month. Yeah. I mean, setting a schedule is really good. I suffer from insomnia uh, because Uh, years ago I used to work overnight. So that just never changed. And then when you, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I always had trouble sleeping at night. So yeah. It's come part of my life now. So what I do is when I can't sleep or I'm not sleeping, I'm reading. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I have been able to reach this crazy number this year. Because last year I read 180 something, which I thought Ooh. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. This year I'm over 300 and it's not even intentional. I'm literally just reading all the time. Yesterday was the first time in months since I sat down and watched something on television. Hmm. Yeah, you're good. You're committed. <laughs> I know. I thought about that. And I was like, are you really committed or has it just become part of your lifestyle? And I'm like, well, it's become part of my lifestyle. I enjoy books. I enjoy reading other stories, being part of a different adventure. And TV for me hasn't given me that. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's why I've consumed so many books. I feel you. 
<laughs> so what are some of your favorite authors and stories? <sighs> favorite authors? Gosh. I'm really into the classics right now. So I just completed my year of um, Morrison. And that mm-hmm. was a, a pleasure to read all of her works. And I am nearing the end of my year of Baldwin. So I don't know. I feel like, like I said, I've been reading for a long time. A lot of these authors I didn't know existed because they weren't taught in school. I would, I grew up in the suburbs, majority white area. We were talking about, you know, Shakespeare and all that stuff. Never, you know, Toni Morrison, Alice Walker, none of these authors. I've never heard of them until after high school. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm adult and I'm really enjoying reading again, these authors are new to me. I know they've existed forever, but they're new to me. So these are the authors that I'm gravitating to because I feel like I'm, I've missed out on their work. And a lot of their work influenced new people's work. So mm-hmm. um, that's where I am right now. Like I, I'm more in the classics and I'm taking them and I tend to find authors that are, you know, Toni Morrison inspired this, you know, James Baldwin inspired this. So it's like, okay, now I'm seeing a connection. Right. I actually haven't read Baldwin. I actually have to. Yes. I actually have to uh, go into that. Toni Morrison I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. I haven't read all of her work, um, but I, that's definitely one of my goals is to read more of her, of her work. Oh, it's definitely worth it. So Baldwin, I definitely have to add. I've I've heard great things about him, but it's just like how you said. These things weren't um, taught to me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I went mm-hmm. to school in New York. It doesn't oh, get more diverse than that. That, right. Wow. <laughs> These stories were not part of the academia, okay? Wow, yeah. So where do you typically find some of your favorite books? Like, do you have favorite bookstores around where you live? Or do you receive them all from publishers? I get a good chunk now. But before, in the beginning, um, it was all about the news. I would hit up Amazon like crazy because, you know, you wanted that pretty book picture. About six months after doing that, I realized new books are overrated. I found more joy in finding used books because I I like to see, I'm not, I annotate, but I don't annotate inside the book. I use like stickies and stuff like that. So to find a book that somebody else read and see all their highlights and stuff, I enjoy that. To me, it gives the book character. So I tend to buy more used books than I do brand new. Right now I am getting a ton of books from publishers, but I'm also sharing those books. I don't hold on to them. Okay. See, uh, for those other books the grammar's reading, re- uh, listening right now, if I had a little bit of a heart attack, like what? Yeah, I. I mean, <laughs> I don't really have an attachment to them. So mm-hmm. if I read it and I enjoy it, and somebody said, "Oh my God, I really wanted that," I am more than happy to send that over. Okay. Nope. Asher has a hard time letting go of some. So. <laughs> I typically let go of the ones I dislike. (laughs) Give away. (laughs) I said I'm going to have a a library like Bill Gates. Yeah, well, I'm probably getting there now. I think, so I don't know if you saw my post. I 
did this like little giveaway where I, I wanted people to guess how many books that I had once I moved into my new place. I had counted 797, right? Mm. That didn't mm-hmm. include a big box that I totally missed and two weeks of book mail that came through the mail. Mm. So I'm probably close to a thousand now. Has to mm. be. Mm. I haven't counted. Mm. I gave up. I stopped. I'm like, just don't do it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, feel free to send me some Baldwin. Look. <laughs> well, I got you covered. No worries. <laughs> Um, so if someone wanted to become a bookstagrammer, what would you recommend they do first? Uh, start with start um, an account and read what you want. Don't be influenced. I don't want to say don't be influenced by other people, but we tend to influence each other. And mm-hmm. you tend to, gra- I feel like when, how do I say this properly without sounding like a jerk? Like when we influence other people to read certain books, you tend to forget like especially if you're a reader what you like and what you enjoy so you're trying to be like everybody else instead of being yourself and being more authentic so I think just read what you want it's okay to add those other books in but if you're into classics read classics if you're into nonfiction, read nonfiction. but just remember people are watching so don't feel the need to go out of your way to overly impress they're watching trust me because I found out maybe a year after bookstagram that people that work in the publishing industry are on bookstagram so they're watching your account so be you be true to your who you are and what you love and just push that i hear you mm-hmm. asha is a different kind of bookstagrammer i barely i barely publish <laughs> but i read <laughs> <laughs> What are some ways that you think that we can inspire the youth to read more? Um, me, I can give you my personal experience. I have a 13-year-old daughter. Um, she's not as big in reading as I am, but I do influence her. So I tend to read books that are written for her age group. And then when it's really good and exciting, I'll talk to her, her about it. And then I pass that book on to her. So basically getting on to, you know, their level, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Because I know YA isn't for everybody. Middle grade isn't for everybody. But a lot of these stories nowadays, we are blessed to have more Black authors, more authors of color who are publishing books in those genres. So it's like, if you are a parent who are looking to get your child to read more, read the books that are pertaining to their age group and I feel like there's always that connection when you do that especially if you have kids I mean my daughter's a prime example so she shares books with me I share books with her and I've actually gotten to the point where I'm giving her school books that are given to me by publishers for kids you know her age YA is not my go-to but I do read it because I have a child that I you know there's stuff in there that she could relate to and I also want to make sure that what is being put out there, I know, you know, is not influencing her to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. So now I have a different perspective on young adult. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I say that because my favorite author of all time is Elizabeth Acevedo. Okay. 
Um, and it took me finding her now after an adult mm-hmm. because she wasn't available. Like when I was younger, she wasn't an right. author. Right. Um, and after reading her stories, it made me, I guess, cry for the young version of me because mm. the stories that she wrote, I finally found myself in that as a little girl, I craved to relate to stories. Mm-hmm. So the Poet X, which was her first book that became a national uh, worldwide seller, mm-hmm. um, speaks about this little girl who's, you know, her her mom is very much a strict Catholic Mm-hmm. And she wasn't into religion like that. And she was also curvaceous. So it speaks about the the pressures that you deal with. And she wanted to become a poet. Mm-hmm. And her mom was basically saying, like, that's the devil's work. Mm-hmm. So the way that she writes the story speaks to the young generation of today. Because um, being young, like they deal with different uh, pressures than we deal with. Now it's, you know, they deal with identity crisis and, and all kinds of things because of social media. And it's almost like they're growing up faster than they should. And, And then the second one that she wrote with the fire on high, which is, I, it's a toss up for me, which one I like best. I, I think I, I might, lean more towards with the fire on high because this girl is a teenage mother Mm -hmm. and she's a trailblazer of her family and teenagers are not viewed like that that's true it's almost like they are shamed for if they are a teenage mom and it's like come on like from the past if you read all you know all the way back to even before the 1950s women were young having children. They were expected to. They were married off. Right. So I think there's a lot that we can learn from young adults if it's told in this way that we're not romanticizing it. We're not trying to make it, you know, very kiddish um, because it's like they're already being exposed to that in school. And it's like just having them understand, like, you know, life happens and it's different yeah. for everyone. Some of them, they have to grow faster than they should. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to learn from that. Now, now that we're kind of on this discussion, do you find that there, that there aren't a lot of stories for like boys of her age? Because I have an 11-year-old son and I have mm-hmm. a really hard time finding good stories for him oh hmm that's a hard one because for me (laughs) i have a girl you know what i mean and it's like Mm -hmm. all of the female authors that's what they write about they write about the girls um there's not a whole lot for boys. No. I mean, younger, like you have Jason Reynolds. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about 11 year old is, you know, nearing preteen. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Not that I've searched, but I haven't really searched. See, now you're putting me on a mission. 
I have a hard time finding them. I mean, usually when I see something, I grab it. But mm-hmm. I what I have realized is that for his age, they have a lot of like comic and picture books, not so much stories. All the stories, the, the protagonists are girls. That's true. And it's the story about young girls, not so much about the troubles and the hurdles that young men deal with. Wow, that's and because I, I, I have a girl, I'm a female. Like I didn't, it never dawned on me to search for the you know books for boys around age group either. So, you know what? You're right. I, huh? Yeah, you know, and it's for girls too. Know. I mean, yeah. I would think it would be important for them to learn from the the male perspective as well to do right. to understand what guys go through. Right. Hmm. You have me on a mission now. I'm going to collect a list for you. I'm going to search. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so <clears throat> do you find that the bookstagram world is inspiring people to read more, especially since there are more stories by minorities coming out? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's why... I and a few others. I mean, we see that you see if you follow the hashtag Black Bookstagram, mm-hmm. those are hashtags are big. Mm-hmm. So anybody that is looking for a particular book, I would say follow the hashtag because you'll find all kinds of books. And right. I, and I feel like, how do I say this? Definitely influencing others to read more because when you are limited to a certain kind of book so where you only think there's certain books out there and when you example follow the hashtag and you you search and you're like looking you're like wow there's more than I thought I found quite a few interesting books I would have never even considered reading through following hashtags I agree I agree but um do you think that the people who are mostly being influenced are people who are bookstagrammers instead of regular people? Um, it's hard to say because I'm influenced by big accounts as well as small accounts. So, But they're bookstagram accounts, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the accounts that I follow. So unless you're in that community or even know that community exists, I don't know. I always pose that question because um, I find that it's what I would think is that it's supposed to influence people from all different backgrounds to read more. But uh-huh. it seems like it's the same people. Same like-minded people. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I have some family members that follow my bookstagram account and then they'll DM me, hey, you know, tell me more about this book, whether they read it or not, I don't know. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to keep asking until a bookstagrammer comes on here and gives me the formula. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I'll be listening. (laughs) So what authors have you had the pleasure of meeting? And tell us about that experience. Um, My first year of joining this community, I met, I went to my first book event, and that was the um, Texas Book 
teen fest or whatever it was called. And I met Elizabeth. I met um, Tiffany A. Jackson. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, oh my gosh, Angie Thomas from afar. Her line was way too long. So I, I was like, I got to get out of here. I've been here all day. Um, I saw quite a few authors. I've gotten quite a few autographs. And that was just this one bookish event. Uh, earlier this year, I went to New York and went to BookCon for the first time. So I got to meet um, new authors that I've never heard of, but, you know, I wanted to read more about. Um, I got to see Jacqueline Woodson on a panel. Okay. That was that was really cool. Um, let me see. What else? There was just all kinds of stuff. I think, I feel like if the more events you go to, the more authors you get to meet. Mm-hmm. So... The, the, those if you can do it definitely do it like next year I want to go to the anti uh, racist one in Washington DC with okay. Eden. so we'll see so would you recommend people or other bookstagrammers to really meet authors in person I mean if you can it's definitely experience it's um it's fun and then you get to read you get to meet other people that enjoy reading not everybody that's in my life are readers. So to be able to attend an event where it's like, you know, it's about a book that you read or you were interested about and you can talk to other people about it. Oh, absolutely. If you can do it, definitely do it. And if you could plan ahead, plan ahead. So worth it. Okay. So where to from here, Anna? Like, do you think you'll become a writer someday or do you think you're going to put up a podcast? Like what is the podcast? <laughs> I was supposed to have my podcast up like earlier. Actually it was supposed to happen last year. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not ready yet. Let me, cause when I'm recording, I don't like the way I sound on recordings and then I get nervous and my voice cracks. So I've been practicing for months now. I know it sounds cheesy, but like, I think I've been over preparing I should just do it so come the new year I will have a podcast where I will um, review books because writing reviews is hard that's why I don't write that many reviews but to be able to just sit there and just be normal and just talk about a book that I loved or hate I want to be able to do that so early next year there will be a podcast okay well let me know look I I can help you. you out I appreciate that. <laughs> so do you want to become a writer someday or are you just going to leave this as a hobby? Um, definitely leave this as a hobby for now. I've written several short stories mm-hmm. like over the past few years just because I enjoyed writing to have them published. I don't think I'm there yet. Do I want to become an author? I don't know. I'm just enjoying mm-hmm. the ride right now and being amongst writers and poets and in the book community and with publishers. I'm just enjoying this. I don't feel like I'm, I want to go anywhere else, at least not right now. That might change later. But for right now, I'm just really enjoying the ride, joining you know, the connections I made with people, being able to be on a podcast, things like that. So for right now, this is okay for me. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your favorite bookstagram uh, account? We're gonna put you on the spot. You can have a couple, Gosh. so you don't get in trouble. But you know. uh, 
<laughs> Gosh, I mean, I follow so many people. Um, I tend to search for accounts that are different, accounts that are reading books that I don't see a whole lot on Bookstagram, like Paris. I don't know Paris's handle. Paris something. I'll have to send that to you. But um, I follow him, Jonathan. Jonathan Reads, I believe. Reggie mm-hmm. Reads, The Stacks. Um, trying to think. I know Lupita is a big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absorbing Pages, Jamie. I love following mm-hmm. hers. Just And even just even the smaller counts. Um, gosh. Chasing Adventures. Coco Chasing Adventures. I love her. She's really into fantasy. So mm-hmm. I just... I. I have a variety of people I follow religiously <laughs> mm-hmm. that I will, those are my go-to people when it comes to finding something outside of what everybody else is reading. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on, Anna. Well, thank you for having me. And tell everyone again where they can find you. Um, If you want to add anything, if you're going to have anything like a giveaway or anything that you're having to let us know. Well, you can find me on Instagram. I am like 99% there at never underscore without a underscore book. Um, I am on Twitter at without a book, but I really don't post there. So if you ever see anything posted, it's probably a repost from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm always on Goodreads. So if you want to follow my reviews, I'm there. Never without a book. And that's really it. I'm hoping once I make 10K and I'm getting really close, not that Bookstagram is about numbers, but I want that swipe up option because I use my Insta stories different than everybody else. Most people use it for bookish stuff. I tend to use it to bring a smile to people's faces so if I find a funny video I'll record it and then I'll post it there so mm-hmm. I want to be able to do the swipe up to just be like here's the video go there mm-hmm. <laughs> but once I get to that point I want to do a really big giveaway like a hundred dollars worth of books or something oh yeah I'll look out for that look look at you <laughs> I should pay too much for books <laughs> no I think it's worth it <laughs> All these books that just came home, my husband was like, are you really going to read all of this? To be read list is only getting larger and larger. Exactly. Exactly. But you have another Instagram account, right? Oh, Diverse Classics. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. So Diverse Classics is a account that I created a year and a half ago to um highlight underrepresented voices in classics because like I said you know when I was in school it was about you know Shakespeare and all the white authors I didn't really get to hear about the black authors so the goal is to try to read a book a month that is focused you know on a black author or an author of color um the beginning was a lot of participation it did fade a little bit that but that's to be expected in bookstagram so next year, I think what I want to do is do six books a month or six books a year. So that way people don't feel the pressure so they can do their own reading on top of um, different challenges. Because, you know, everybody puts out a challenge every year. But mm-hmm. yeah. So. so this is just to build like a community for people to, to read classics by Correct. people of color. 
Right. Okay. I thought it was a great way to put books out there that I wasn't taught in school. So, you know, it's um, a point of reference, I guess you can say, but it's also a book club. So next year, it'll be every two months, we will read a book by a classic author. Um, I try to do a theme. And this year was like one month female, one month male. Next year, I think I'm just going to do all women. So I've got a list of books um, ready for that. Oh, you know, I'll have to look for it and um, mm-hmm. sign up because I'll need a break from all this psychology crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And well, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy your Sunday. Well, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, guys, it's a wrap. that was a wrap for today thank you so much for listening to i mean can we discuss don't forget to subscribe follow us if you want to see what we're up to what projects we're up to and enjoy the rest of your day night wherever you might be i was your host astra ferguson signing off